you know, it was a joy to watch again. Oh, um, technical difficulties. Hold so, on, I'm on it. I think I got it. Wouldn't it be funny if it just caught on fire? <laughs> yeah. Just, I got just it. A, just, a yeah. t- just the tiniest little flame. So, <laughs> what'd, you, so what'd you do? What'd you, what'd you do? Freaks, I'm your host EJ Leeson, and welcome to a brand new Christmas episode of Freakwells. Um, and with me today is my co-host. When you jingle, he jangles. Rory Calarasi, what's up, buddy? Not too much. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing awesome. How about yourself? I'm so excited for week two of our I, holiday. Yes, spectacular. Me too. You know? Yeah. How are you and enjoying yourself on this on this little venture? The Christmas stuff has been fun thus yeah. far, as I like to say. Thus far, it's been enjoyable. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, if he ain't mind sweeping, he's keeping. <laughs> A person who doesn't believe in bedtimes. The youthful Vince. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, dude. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Good. I'm doing I, awesome. The sexiness in your voice is due to uh, the influenza virus, I'm going to assume. <laughs> yeah. But just know that you sound great. It's a little Thank bit you. deeper. You got me like an octave lower. I love yeah. it. And your amoeba's yeah. floating around the room are really creating a vibe. I yep. can't wait to be sec next week because I know. of you. That yeah. green slime on our logo of prequels is just it's my just, snot. Yeah. <laughs> it's From just what's weekend. coursing through <laughs> yeah. his veins right now. It's just actually everywhere on the microphone, on Rory's microphone. It's all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, but uh, so did you guys catch anything new lately? Watch any new movies or... Uh, you guys made me watch a decent movie. If, oh. if you want to get started there, I'm going to say it was decent. I enjoyed it. And I actually, this might be the first time. I've, no, no, no. I think I said this about uh, Totally Killer. I would watch this again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. So that's the only thing you saw this week? Um, I'm trying to think if I saw anything else. No, I have two kids who are in dance <laughs> class. Uh, full-time job. House. Uh, bar that I was at for almost 14 hours straight so no i haven't um oh no no i did i saw air did i tell you that yeah I saw air. Oh, yeah air's yeah, great i saw air with the little time i had and i don't know why i did i started it so late i started at like 12 30 at night i was like i'll just watch 10 minutes and i watched the whole damn thing but that was enjoyable that's a fantastic movie yeah ben affleck is affleck a fantastic was great director. matt damon's always good and i'm one of my favorite actors of all time jason, jason bateman, bateman yeah. So, yeah. And he's wonderful in that. yeah he's delightful in it how about you boys go ahead Oh, well, I I didn't really get to the movies, so I actually, because um, I, I was working and I was sick and stuff, so I ended up watching a movie I've been dying to watch, and I kind of missed it when it was released in theaters, but I watched The Lobster. The, the Lobster? Oh, yeah, that's a great flick. Yeah. Um, kind of. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, for the most part. Yeah, with Colin Farrell. Like, like, all the stuff in the hotel, like, yeah. that is Wait, amazing. fantastic, yeah. yeah. I'm lost. What movie is this? Something and it's Joaquin Phoenix? No. Lobster. Lobster. The Lobster. No, what, what is this? It, it's a very weird movie. It was recommended to me by uh, a, an actor friend named Ben Knox, and I was, like, telling him about this movie that I'm working on and stuff. He was like, oh, you should check out The, the Lobster because the humor 
feels the same, mm -hmm. right? And so I was like, oh, I better watch it just in case I don't want to like be ripping anything off. So I, I watched it and I was like, I loved it. I thought it was really, it's very interesting, very uh, unusual. It's not your typical. Okay. Did you see the director's um, follow up movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer? No. Watch that. I know. I, 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 I love that movie. That is a weird ass movie, but it's lots of fun. After watching this, I'm, I'm so excited for Poor Things. And oh, Yeah. Um, I didn't see it yet. Did, yeah, I didn't you know. see it yet. I don't think it's out until December 22nd, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but uh, I loved The Lobster. But like I said, like the, all the stuff in the hotel is like definitely my favorite. And when he kind of strays away and he goes to... Falls off a little. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit. Not bad. But... Yeah, it's still like... Still solid, but the but first half that, definitely a little bit. That first half is hilarious. I, I literally was in tears at one point laughing at Colin Farrell's pretending to be something he's not. Okay. And he's with this lady who just has no feelings. Like, she's like doesn't feel anything, right? And she's very mean. I know what that's like. And um, <laughs> so he's pretending to be the same. So one of his friends walks up with their kid. And he's like, I, I don't like kids. And he kicks the kid in the <laughs> leg. Kicks you know? the kid. It's so, I laughed so hard. I mean, it's just like, you have to see how it plays out because it's just, it's weird. It's a yeah. very strange okay. movie. It's yeah. definitely one of those movies. It's it's great, but it's not for everyone. Yes. Okay. I can't recommend it I like, to everyone. Right. I was going to say, you know this about me. I like weird shit. Yeah. So. No, you'll like it. You'll okay. It's definitely the right kind of funny. Okay. And again, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I think I actually like that a little more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this that filmmaker's fan. He's just fascinating. I'll check it out. The Your ghost is his first. Yeah, name. Yeah. I, I don't know. His, What'd I you do? Anything cool? Um, did you see anything? I did. I saw Silent Night. Yes. I What'd did. you think? So, I think um, a lot of the criticisms that I've heard for this movie, I think, is like a fundamental misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. You know, because like I know a lot of people are complaining about how it's kind of like generic and it's a little. Like, they're like, oh, there's no dialogue and stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so. Oh, wait. When you I, were telling. Okay, now I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. When I was watching it, um, you know, I have definitely have seen the story before, like, a lot. And definitely done better. Mm -hmm. But I was more just, just from a technical level, blown away by, like, the visual storytelling. You know? Like, the ability not to have characters explain away the plot. And you just show it visually. That's actually like real filmmaking yeah you know yes and i know like the plot it's like it's it, to me it's like what's going on in the movie i'm like once i've seen the four john wick movies th it doesn't work as hot you know it doesn't right. it's not offering me anything new but i don't care because i was just like man like that's a really challenging neat thing that he did right you know it, it reminded me a lot of like when hitchcock did rope you know, because like Rope had like a, like a, an interesting idea for a plot, but it was kind of like the framework for an experiment that he was doing, which was trying to make a movie all in one take. Granted, back then he couldn't really do one take because film cans would give you like 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 10, yeah. 11 minutes. So he'd have to change it and he would kind of do like things where, the, you know, they would zoom in on the back of like someone's jacket or something and, and then, then pull out. out. But and it was just like a really neat exercise and sometimes I really appreciate movies like that so I, I all the complaints I've heard about it um, you know they're not this sort of the same feelings I had mm -hmm. I don't know I thought it was, I thought it was neat That's it was a neat I, movie I thought the same I, yeah. I remember going to see it last week and I 
came out of it really impressed because it, it doesn't have dialogue yeah. and just like very like some communication through text messages and stuff but mm-hmm. it's like some of the shots so there's a shot in the whole, um the hospital that like yeah. you see the sunset and then like kind of rise again and like no one moves out of this, like the spots and it, it's just like such a great technical film as like you were saying like for directors to pull something off like that is kind of incredible just to watch it's a it's like a thing that i think people are kind of playing down a little bit i'm like i'm like he did something really neat there (laughs) but again i think everyone just gets really caught up in the dialogue part and then just the fact that the story is something you've seen done before and better but just on a technical level, I was just like, this is really neat. Yeah, you know? it was fun. And it was funny. I, there was like parts where I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, it, it just, it was a really well done script, story, and performance by uh, the main actor, too. Because he had to like convey everything without saying Which anything. Which is a, a, kind of difficult, I think. Yeah. That, that's the thing like most movies today and people are just accustomed to it they've been kind of conditioned to enjoy movies this way where you have all the characters explaining away the plot and that's not and what do you, good story what do you guys call that exposition it's an exposition dump a lot of movies not all yeah. movies but a lot of them they just kind of tell you what's going on all the time but even like myself when I'm writing my own scripts like I'll write like say like five pages and there'll be like a bunch of dialogue mm-hmm. and then I'm always like thinking to myself how can I say the same thing but visually yeah so like when I'm watching a movie like that I'm like wow like that's awesome yeah like good job John Woo yeah. I hope your career takes off he's yeah he, I hope that's not the last <laughs> we ever hear of you he might make it yeah, yeah he, he, some he, might call that a mission impossible but <laughs> but yeah back to like the the acting though it's like watching a silent movie performer yeah. mm-hmm. or performance right but. Um, you know, you have all the sounds of gunshots and yeah, all the backgrounds and stuff. But yeah, it is like watching a silent movie. <laughs> did you right? laugh though? Whenever like they did have people like muttering things or like, like real yeah. weird sound. They but, do like a Charlie Brown effect. Uh, it just would just be like uh, like they're talking, but it's like drowned out, so it doesn't really land the way that normal yeah. dialogue does. But you know, don't don't go into it thinking. It's like a traditional movie. Yeah. It's just something that more filmmakers should try, which is like, you know, exploring your craft and yeah. not just doing, you know, cut not, and paste, not doing, copy paste. Not doing what he paste. did there, but just try something different. Give us something new. I yeah. also saw Die Hard. Yeah. Becca. We Hell saw yeah. we saw we saw Die Hard with Oh our Becca's friends. here, by the way. Yeah, she's here. She's on her <laughs> Nintendo Switch. We asked her to be involved. She said absolutely she shot us not. Down. She shot it. She down. said I have to worry about my career. She's actually leaving in five minutes to go be on a better podcast. <laughs> it's, it was, it's called uh Spook Wolves. Spook Wolves. Um but no, yeah, we saw it with our friends uh, Camille and Dave, and um, seeing Die Hard on a big screen is awesome. That's uh, all I gotta say about that. Yeah. yeah. But so that movie that you saw, good sir. Yes. Um, you enjoyed it. That Which, we forced you to watch. The, the one that you forced me to watch. Here's what I'll say about this movie. This movie, me, the, the the movie made me utter a sentence that I never thought I would ever say in my entire life, which is, Jesus, I hope this kid dies first. Which kid? <laughs> the main kid. No, not, oh, not, no, the, not the main kid. No, not the twins. The the boy who oh, just gi- who just Jr. gives uh, Max a dead stare. Yeah, like, hey, how was your holiday? And the dude just like, 
Yeah. So like that that weird so young, that, Will, kid, that little Will Ferrell looking kid. That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When that kid came on screen and he got through, it's not he didn't have any lines. Yeah. As soon as he got through that, I I just muttered to myself, I was like, I hope that kid dies first. <laughs> I had a slightly <laughs> different reaction when I saw that oh, kid. Okay, good. Mine was um, Michael Doherty understands funny. Oh no no he does but he also <laughs> he he knew how to he knew how to trigger me I'm like that little kid. I know that little kid yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually looked like uh, the kid from Trick or Treat he did the one the kid with the, the principal yeah yeah kid yeah. vomits <laughs> yeah yeah there's something about a square <laughs> lip on a person that scares me a little bit do you know what I'm talking about sure that little square. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that he, is, but he like, definitely had like very unique the square lip, and that's not. Yeah. That I, I know you wait. don't like our one friend, Square Lip Jim. Who <laughs> square hangs Lip out. Jim. Yeah, I know you. Give yeah, him some I try to avoid attitude. him. Is that body shaming, by the way? No, I, I just, think no, no. I, think I just it don't is. think it's cool when he comes into the bar and you just purposely dump things hey. on him and act like he did it an accident. Yeah, damn it, Square Lip Jim. You've embarrassed him. Yeah, that was that was like his like bachelor party. Yeah, he was getting ready for the best day of his life. His whole family was here. Yeah. His parents flew in from across the country. The square lip parents. Square lip <laughs> Square lip Square lip James and Square lip James. Yeah. The yeah, square lips. Square lips. Square, square lips. Square lips. Square oh god. Square but lips. What movie are we talking about today? <laughs> well, today we are talking about Michael Doherty's uh 2016 15 film. 15? I'm on it. Oh, he's on it. To the internet. I believe 15. I'm putting my money on 15. 2015. Keep going because it's not going to take that long. I, I got to type stuff. Go ahead. Krampus. Give me a year. 2015. All right. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Start over. Okay. So today we're diving into Michael Doherty's 2016 film. Nope. Got it wrong oh, again. Oh, 2015 <laughs> film. No, no, no. And don't do it again. Just keep going from there. That's perfect. <laughs> we took time away. We cut. That's perfect. Keep going. No hard edit. No hard edit. 2015. Got if it. anything, I'm bringing the volume all the way up. <laughs> yeah, you're just like 2016. That's you made like me a, look for it, and then I got that was it a re, that was a release date train wreck. Oh man! No, we're talking about Krampus, which is uh, kind of like an awesome movie. Um, kind of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we're all gonna be. This is going to be a weird episode because I think we're all in agreement on this, that this was a good movie. Hey, yes. everybody at home, when <laughs> movies are really good, they're not fun to, to, to goof on. No. That's a fact. Yeah. It actually was very difficult. Uh, like to, I was like going through this, and I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything to say because yeah. this is a pretty solid movie. My notes I, are very bare. I think we need to highlight what we find really funny in it. Like what yeah. they what they attempted to be funny and we got it and we appreciated it. Like they took, that's what I liked about this is that someone took a, a direction and tried to make it a, a funny movie and interject some humor in it while still keeping it scary in a horror movie. Yeah. And the funny stuff was funny. So yeah, yeah, bravo. My notes are literally as bare as the as the nice side of Billy's naughty or nice list. Ooh, nice. reference to. The last episode we did, mm-hmm. idiots, you freaking morons. <laughs> I just want to say this: I think we have the worst fans, <laughs> but we can move past that. If let's, let's get into the break. If you're listening Wait. to this right now, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna torch. I don't want to see you on the street. Don't torch the three people that listen to us, please. Right. Leave so them like, alone. I can't make fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <let's> just... <laughs> 
gonna, you know, we're gonna do it anyway. We Doesn't just think matter. we're so cool listening to our own episodes, and that's it. That's we're yeah. the only we're our fan base. We're just running <laughs> yeah. around, turning it on all the devices we can, <laughs> yeah. so we get all the listens. I made a podcast. I'm yeah. cool. But move on. Let's yeah, let's dive into Krampus. So the film opens with people bum rushing a department store set to the music of it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And um, everyone is looking miserable and people are fighting over toys. And I feel like it's just great commentary on what the holiday is now. It is great. It's a great opening sequence. Right. Like the music was perfection. The slow-mo of people climbing over security guards and what we just getting tased. (laughs) Yeah. People getting tased, people being pulled by the hair (laughs) and what we assume is a Walmart. There's, there's a, there's a shot that just sums it up perfectly. It's like the, the camera's kind of like going behind like a Christmas wreath and it's framing all these people like hitting each other and like scrambling over each other for, for junk. For junk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just sums Fut- up what the holiday became. I believe at some point it's referred to as future landfill at some point or something yeah. like that. I just, yeah, I, I appreciated that. And I thought that was a good comment on who we are as a, as a people. They also yes. refer to that as uh, new Disney movies as future <laughs> landfill as well. I'm going to cut that out because I don't want Bob Iger coming after No, me. don't let them come out. Hard they, at it. They, if they so, pull us off Apple, we're going to lose two listeners. Yeah. And we're done. That's, that's I know it. Bob Iger's listening. <laughs> I mean, no. He's one. He got the bots. He got the bots um, listening for him. But yeah, no, it's Bob's really like, he doesn't fun. like us? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like us? Oh my God. Oh, that's a little bit, and that hurts a little. What if we get like, like gift baskets tomorrow? From Bob Iger. Like, Iger. give us another chance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think so? No. Uh, well, that's my Christmas wish. Yeah. For Bob Iger to send me a, a fruit basket. <laughs> that, um, and the fruit is all shaped like Mickey's head. The, yeah. the mouse yeah. ears? The... the mouse ears, yeah. Bob, um, if you're out there, <laughs> first I'm of all, expecting that on Christmas Day. Bob is out there. He's not listening. <laughs> He's... Vince, I think you underestimate the power of frequency. The, the reach, the frequent reach. Yeah, the frequency, as EJ brilliantly put it in our last <laughs> yeah, episode. Frequency. I love that. Name. I swore yeah, to you yeah. that I was going to edit that out and steal it, but I left it in. Oh, for you, oh, you get credit, thanks, man. I, you could have, you could have taken no, it. No, man, you, know, you earned it. No, man, you, you're the best. Take this candy bar. Oh, you earned you. it. It's shaped like mouse ears. Yeah, <laughs> guys, <laughs> secretly, <laughs> I'm Bob Iger. Oh no. <laughs> But yeah, so it's a really great uh, montage. And the montage kind of ends where we see the main kid, Max, um, and his parents are Tony Collette and Adam Scott. And Max is up on stage and he's beating up this (laughs) other kid. And they're kind of running in slow motion towards him. And I actually love how it like pans out. From that room where they're fighting and everyone's they're apparently they 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 apparently are having a Christmas Christmas recital in a mall. Yeah. Yes, is that what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. and then it, it kind of pans out to like the store and you it, you see the people so, fighting over the yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I like and, the I like the sister videotaping it. Yeah, or filming yeah, it on her phone. Yeah, yeah. she's hilarious. Yeah. In it. She's great in this. Uh, she's phenomenal. But um, if you think that's Nancy Wheeler, you're wrong. Yeah, it looks just like her. No, it, it really does. Um, so then we cut to the family at home and Adam Scott and Tony Collette, who are kind of disciplining Max, uh, their son, after he got into this fight. And um, we realize, like, Max is like, yeah, 
I he said Santa's not real, and I was like, yeah, he's real, and I, I didn't want it to be ruined for other kids. And so Max knows, you know, like, Santa is, isn't is real. I got a sense that he was kind of holding on for hope that he was real. But, I, yeah, I, I feel at like the same time, he does believe because we find out he wrote yeah, a letter. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? he so, believes, he's, but he's embarrassed to let everyone else He's know. on the fence, yeah. yeah. He doesn't want other... Uh, is that, no, he I, I don't the other think he's on know. the fence. I think he's just kind of like, yeah, Santa's not real. I got gotcha. you. But he, he, he wrote him yeah. a letter. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so we also find out that their cousins, like their <laughs> extended family, is coming, and uh, to stay for the holiday. So Max uh, starts to chat with his grandmother after, like the parents kind of like walk away. Omi, I loved Omi. Omi, Omi the best. Omi's the best. Everybody wants best. Omi, right? Yeah, yeah. I like how she's yeah. like making all those cookies, and Adam Scott's just like, he's like, I oh, don't worry about it. She bought a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like. It's like killing the traditions. Like yeah, the like it's all infecting tra- it. Yeah, all the yeah. all the like corporate crap is just like infecting all of like what Christmas is supposed it, to be. It yes. um, goes to what we talked about last week um, in the sense that making the cookie, the experience of making the cookie, is the whole part of the Christmas season. Because like I know my kids used to love making uh, cookies with with my mother, and it's just like I don't know. We just bought them. It's easier. Just buy it. Yeah. It's faster. And you lose something. You lose something in there. Right. That's yeah. kind of the, almost like the the point of the movie in a lot of ways. Because that, that chat I was talking about before, like with uh, the, the wreath and all the people beating each other up and like that holiday spirit being absent. It's almost like one visual summing up what the movie's trying to say. Exactly. That's why Michael yeah. Doherty needs to come back. Yeah. Did For all you people out there who... Did something? Did he... <laughs> he did Trick or Treat. Um, do you ever see Trick or Treat? Oh, we got to watch Trick or Treat. Uh, that is one of... That's... Probably what year was I, that? This, this was is like 2000. Well, it's, it, came, it was like 2007, I believe, but it came out in 2000. So, are you saying video. this guy's not making yeah. movies anymore? Or well, the last movie that he did was that Godzilla King. Oh, Godzilla or, versus Kong. No, it was like King of All Monsters. Oh, right? yeah, the King that was of the second one where they gave him the King Ghidorah the shows up and it's awesome. And, oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, no, he's he's a he's a great filmmaker. And he hasn't made anything in a while, and it's such a travesty because he's he's very good behind the camera. The camera's always moving. He knows how to work with actors really well because he gets great performances wow. out of every single actor in the movie. Every everyone yeah. in this movie. And Trick or Treat also like it's the same yeah. thing like that. I know it's like when you think what is the definitive Halloween movie, and your answer is always going to be like Halloween. But I think Trick or Treat kind of bumped it a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I think Trick or Treat's fantastic. Wow, this, it's really this good. dude's got wow. He, I think young he wrote um, the Superman movie too. Superman, yeah, Returns. Superman Returns. Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse. A couple of X-Men movies he wrote yeah. for Brian Singer. Trick or Treat. Yeah. Well, Superman we don't have Returns. To talk about that. <laughs> oh, X two. Yeah, yeah. X-Men which United. for the longest time was one of the greatest X, not X movies, but comic book movies in general. X2 I could, I could awesome. see Brian Singer team, teaming up with this guy and making a, a banger like X two. Yeah. Uh, poor choice of words, but we'll move okay. right past that. Yeah, let's, oh, really? Let's get back into it. Um, I also have him in an upcoming production of Hellraiser as a writer. Ooh, really? I I wonder. I wonder if they're continuing the Hulu Hellraiser. Who maybe? cares? Who cares? <laughs> you know what? Who cares? Right? Right? Yeah. Do you care? No. Like, give it to Michael Doherty. It'll be like amazing to see what he does. Are any of those good? 
Hellraiser? The Hellraiser's good. Yeah, I've seen I've seen all of them. I've, I'm Even not, the crappy direct-to-DVD ones. I know for a fact you've seen them all. I have. Are any of them good? Yeah. Okay. I think they were super creative in their early days. Yeah. Uh, and Doug Bradley's just like a joy to watch. Is it also one of those things where just like the makeup and scene design? No, Clyde, Clyde Barker... Clyde Barker has a wonderful imagination, you know, and that especially that first Hellraiser. Like, I'm not gonna say when you watch it that it's like a perfectly uh, executed movie, but it's but it, but cool it kind of is. Okay. It's like very very specific and and stylistic. Okay. So some people might watch it and be a little off put by it, but when I watch it, it's like it literally is like a work of art in my opinion. Yeah. No. Go I'm, to hell, Vince. <laughs> yeah. As soon as <laughs> I can raise it. The first Hellraiser uh, is definitely my favorite, um, and then the second one is on par. Yeah. I think it's just as good, and, um, and then it kind of tapers off a little after. Yeah, that. three yeah. kind of got infected by MTV. Okay. Yeah. I'll t- hey, I'll tell you what. I'll only watch them if you make me. Okay. Next well, week on Frequels. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so now we see where the extended family arrives, <laughs> and it's uh, Tony Collette's sister. Um, Linda, her husband Howard, um, and they're kind of like your typical cousin Eddie and his kids in a in a weird very way. Very Christmas vacation. That yes. vibe of when the doorbell rings and it like ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> that yeah. vibe that I got, I real I was like, oh, I know what they're doing, but this, yeah, I like that. And, and you uh, just knew just from that, without any introduction to the characters, they're gonna be shitty people. You're oh, not going to like yeah. them. Yeah. All, all their expressions yeah. say what you need to know. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it was but wonderful. But Howard, Howard, every scene he's in, that actor in he's, general. He's like, David Kochner. Yeah, Kochner. Yeah. I love yeah. him. Kochner? Is that how you say it? I, actually, you know what, man? For like about five minutes, I've been wanting Champ. to say his name. And yeah. I'm like too embarrassed because I don't know how to say <laughs> his last name. So I've just been like, yeah, I like Howard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Anchor man, he's oh hilarious. Champ, oh. Champ, Champ kind, yeah. <laughs> Whammy, <God>. Whammy. <laughs> yeah, just everything. He he's one of those people that really, if you see him in, in a the movie? movie, you know, and there's like he's always he always delivers. Yeah. Him and waiting is oh. he was <laughs> yeah. great. He was great in Anchorman. Yeah, but him and waiting, he nailed that character because yeah. I worked for him. Like I yeah. didn't actually work for him, but that character—you know that guy—I know that guy. Yeah. I yes. worked for him. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a movie Mike Judge did called Extract. Okay. Yes. And hey, did you ever in... see that? Jason Bateman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. And uh, the one of the funniest scenes, uh, the hardest, I, <laughs> one of the hardest times I ever laughed in a film, is he—he's this very nice neighbor. He's kind of like Ned Flanders in a way in the film, and he—he um, he goes up to Kristen Wiig. And he's always like, oh, how about that weather out there, right? And then she's like, shut the fuck up. I hate you. I hate your guts. You're terrible. I hate everything you say. Because he's always overly positive. And he he goes, like, he grabs his chest. And he starts to fall to the ground. And then it's a cut scene to his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. So hard in the theater. It was like it was perfect. It was so perfect. It was so good. But yeah, he <laughs> he's he always enriches the stories. Everything that he's, that he's in. Yeah. yeah, he's a John he Goodman. Is. Everything he's in, he's good in. Yeah. Oh, excellent. He's and, like an interesting looking guy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, typecast, but it, 
and, and the well, best way possible. Yes. In the way that you want to be typecast. Yeah. 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 If they like remade Christmas Vacation, he would be the perfect uh, cousin Eddie. Yes. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say Rusty Griswold. But that's, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's one different pages. But um, so the kid, he has his kids. He has four kids, and two of them are twins, and Howie Jr. and then a baby. I don't think they ever say the baby's name though. Baby, baby, yeah, baby, baby. and um, baby. So they also bring Aunt Dorothy, and Tony Collette is not happy to see her at all. And, and Aunt Dorothy is. Do you have who Aunt Dorothy is played by? No, I don't. She's know. She's fantastic. In She's everything. a great I love actress. Her. Waterboy. Yeah. I mean, she, no. Wait, wait. No, no you're no, looking wait. at Kathy Bates and Waterboy. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's Kathy. Bates, Watch your man. mouth. Wait, what am I talking about? I don't know. Is she on like two and a half men? She was or something. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, she's. Okay. But just wait, she was definitely in an Adam Sandler joint. Yes, she was in uh, Mr. Deeds. Wasn't she the restaurant owner? Or, that's Kathy Bates. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> move on before I get more. Before I dig a deeper. Before hole. we move on, just one real quick thing. Kathy Bates is awesome. But move on. Yeah. Um, and so, thank you for putting. <laughs> yeah. Within hey, the Kathy, first... if you're listening, come come do an episode with us. Um, so within that first five minutes, we the audience can see just between like interactions, their very brief interactions with their own family, that these people are all annoying. <laughs> um, and uh, they're there in the first five minutes, and you're just like, oh, okay. Like this is what a great writer does. He could introduce characters, and in five minutes, you know who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so Howie Jr., just like uh, this quiet little weird kid. The twins are kind of like bullies. He's drinking the girls. two liter at the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, he's he's definitely like a far right kind of like uh, gun, nut. gun nut. Yeah. And then he also has like uh, a huge like Hummer yeah. outside and uh, that he arrives in. And and Aunt Dorothy, you could just tell, like even her, she's just like complaining as soon as she gets there. You know what? What once uh, to tag on to something you were just saying about the good writing aspect, they're annoying, but they're terribly human. Yes, they're, they're not yeah. like like sometimes when people try to make like characters like that, they go way over the top and they don't feel like human beings. They all just feel like people you've known at one point. Oh, 100%. In, in family members that you might yeah. you yes. know, have yourself, that, you know? Yeah. I'm fairly certain every mom has, a like, an Aunt Dorothy. Yes. I'm just saying. Tells it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And mom just doesn't like that. No, mom doesn't like that. <laughs> why would you play, Why would mom like that? Yeah. Because yeah. even, like, she starts complaining about everything. She's like, I made all this stuff, and all you do is complain, you know? Yeah. Tony Collette is phenomenal she's always so good i was like yeah. watching her last night and like she makes these like little facial expressions here and there they're like these little throwaway things and she just feels like she always just feels like a real person to me yes yeah and, she never and feels like she's that, even trying when she's acting she's so natural she could do so much with her face yeah. like facial expressions that it's like you don't have to see the rest of her she's just doing so much and uh with these like minute yeah. you know details in her, her face her and Adam Scott have a scene later on and we'll get to it but where I was like watching them I'm like they're so good yeah like the two of them are just like bouncing off each other it just feels like they're like a real married couple yeah yeah they really do and and so uh, at dinner they you know get into some gun talk 
uh, by Jimmy Coulter. Because that's what you want to talk about at <laughs> Christmas dinner is <laughs> that guy's politics. bringing it up. Yes, yeah. He is. He's Howard gonna is, find a way to get that conversation <laughs> going. He's like, Howard, uh, what did you do again? And he's like, I was in uh, Eagle Scouts. Eagle Scouts. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so like ready for conflict, like yeah. just bringing this up, insulting him in his own house. You know, they like invited him over. <laughs> right. There's a, a scene midway through the movie where he like he compliments him. And he could have stopped, but he throws one more line at him. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is like you didn't have to say that, but okay, you yeah, didn't have to say that. Yeah, it's just perfect. Adam Scott timing. again. This cast is fantastic. That's yeah. that hands down my favorite thing about this movie is Adam Scott is fantastic, and yeah, everybody on this is great. Yeah, um, and so they're they're at the dinner table and they're talking, and one of the cousins, the one of the twins, they steal Max's letter to Santa. And they start to read it out loud, and um, <laughs> things turn very awkward, uh, leading to Max getting into a fight with his cousin. Did you find all that very sad? Yeah, I found myself a... really like feeling well, for Max. I think <laughs> I like, you, you, you felt an, you felt an embarrassment for him. Yeah, that was like really yeah. well. Was, it was well done. Up, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. I could see like if uh, it's very cringeworthy because like if that ever happened to one of my kids, I would feel like mortified for them mm-hmm. and it's just yeah it's yeah. an emotional thing you're literally putting your feelings out for everyone to see but someone took it from you and they're doing it for you which is even more messed yeah. up. But, but it's funny because like they're, the girl's reading it and then she accidentally hurts her own feelings yeah <laughs> yes. it's like my dad doesn't think we, he doesn't <laughs> want us to be boys and, and like the thing no, is yeah, he does. for the listeners at home if you do see the twins they are very like tomboyish, where their hair's cut short and one's wearing a hat. The first mention flannel. of them is, yeah, they're upset because the Steelers lost. Yeah, yeah, they, it, they, it's phenomenal. What's their names? Oh, it's like Stevie, Stevie and, and Jordan. So they're like boy names. Bo- yeah, they could be perceived as boy names. <laughs> yeah. So like that. That's it's like very Michael Jordan, best basketball player. Let's name my daughter Jordan. You know. Yeah, they they feel very real to me. Those yeah. people. Yeah, I, I, and that's, a, again, a credit to Michael Doherty's script, right? And his writing is all these characters feel very tangible, like real. You could reach out and touch these people because you know, you know people like this. You know what I mean? So. And I also think that you remember that age, that kids that age are freaking ruthless. They don't oh, give a shit about yeah. your feelings and they don't care about consequences. If they right. want to hurt you or cut you down. They don't care. There's we do no, that on prequels. We do that. We cut most of it because I cry. Yeah. But there's yeah. so much footage of you crying. There's so much crying. Yeah. And I'm usually dehydrated when it. I go home. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of tears, guys. Dude, I, I I have it on a loop and I just laugh at you. <laughs> You're gonna go somewhere else. No. It's my ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I thought that was. How did you That's even you do crying. that? Oh. Yeah, I just uh, you were crying in the corner, and I just you recorded, recorded it. it. Yeah, That's a lot of effort, because then you had to go download the app and edit it out. and No, no, I, I took a video, and I just You just the put audio. that on loop? Yeah. Vince, you remember when we had that special guest? It was that girl that you had a crush on in high school, I remember. and we just embarrassed you in yeah. front of her. you pulled my pants down. That was not yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, and then we read your diary out loud while your pants were How did down. you even get that diary? Yeah. We yeah, got it, though. We got it. It had a little code on it, too, like a three-digit code. How did yeah. you crack we, the code We to ripped open that it? bitch apart until it... Yeah. Oh yeah. Your secrets aren't safe. Why do I keep doing that? Oh, just... by the way, we're having a new podcast called Vince's Diary. 
What a bitch. Moving what, on. What a, what a bitch. bitch. No, that should, that should be what it's called. What a bitch. Moving yeah. on. No Riz. No Riz. <laughs> oh, wait. Before you, before you go forward, because um, I, think, I think we already passed it in the movie. Um, I the first time I saw this in the theater, and then when I watched it last night, it made me laugh. The family photo, and there's like the pervy Santa. Oh, Claus, Santa staring like, at, the, at the daughter. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like so like funny. Tony Collette's face is like it's a I don't no. Know, she's got great emotions. She's got, yeah, yeah. She says she says something without saying anything. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Yes, she's she's amazing, and like like everybody, even the daughter Beth. Yeah, for the like minutes that she's in this right she's not in it long spoiler alert but as much as she is in this that whole dinner scene like she was such a good yeah like good big sister yeah she was a good big sister and i love like his list is not too far off you know what i mean right i wish i could hang out more with my big sister i wish my parents still loved each other the way that they whatever that was I wish that uh, aunts and uncles didn't have it as hard. Like that's legitimate shit that like is relative today. Makes yeah. makes uh, Max very compassionate, and that's one of the things well, I loved about him. Yeah, the, one of the things I loved about the story writing is that you right away I, you care about this kid and you hope nothing happens to him. Yeah, yeah. But and because of these movies, you know something's gonna happen. To <laughs> yeah. So Max gets into oh, this wait, fight. One more thing. Oh yeah. Uh, at the end of the note, I don't know if you guys, I made sure to pause it. Uh, at the end of the note, he writes, "Thank you for Omi." Yeah, I saw that. Oh, that's a, yeah, that horrible. melted that. my heart. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, Omi, God, Omi, 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 God. Sounds like like a Boston accent. Oh my, oh my god. god, like Wisconsin. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so they get into this huge fight, like Max and his cousins, and eventually he runs off to his room, completely condemning Christmas. He's like. I hate Christmas. I hate you guys. And I'm going to my room, right? And so he goes upstairs, and um, in his room, we see Max, and he is about to like rip up his letter. He's about uh, to mail it, and then yeah, he has yeah. a second thought. Yeah, he talks with Adam Scott there for a bit, and he's like, "Dad, like, why are they like this?" And he's like, "Hey, you know, sometimes we just have to give family a try." He's like, "Do you believe everything you're saying?" He's like. That, I would like to. Which is know? great because at a, a good... certain point, like, he, he's like, uh, we deal with all this shit with our family. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, because we're family. But then he's also like, well, why do you do that anyway? And he's kind of like, why do I do this? <laughs> I, I love when he's like, we, he's like, he's like, we just have to survive another three, three days. days. <laughs> like, he like realizes, realizes it as he's saying it. What is about it. to happen? Th- yeah. Dude, that, that line right there, just whip an Oscar at him. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Just for that one line. And uh, so... He had like Adam Scott almost convinces his son, right? Like he almost gets him to come back to believe again and believe again, and uh, he exits the room. So we see where Max has the letter, and he actually folds it up, puts it in the envelope, and he's about to seal it, and he just has that moment of frustration, and he he realizes like, no, screw this, and so he grabs the letter, and he rips it up, and he throws it out the window, and we get this cool shot where. Uh, he's he's in the window, and um, we see you know the paper fly, fly away, away up into the sky, and this huge storm is like cloud moves into the town, and yeah. yeah, it was neat how it blew past that feather from Forrest Gump, right by it. Yeah, I, yeah. I noticed, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so 
it's now Christmas Eve, and it's a complete blizzard outside. They they wake up the next day, and how did you guys feel about the snow in this movie? Oh, it looks good. Because I loved the lighting in the last movie. Ooh. You guys had a complaint about the snow in the last movie, but I thought it was good, too. Oh, in Black Christmas, yeah. In Black it Christmas, yeah. It didn't so on that deadly night, that was, like, legit snow. When I saw them trudging through the snow at one point in this movie, like, knee-high, I was like, these guys are going to love the snow in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, in general, I, I felt like the whole outside look of everything was, was very great. claustrophobic. You're outside, but, but it feels still claustrophobic. Felt, yeah. I yeah. also yes. made a note um, about the sound design in this movie is like immaculate. Oh, I had it. Yeah. So like I have like the, the surround sound going when I'm watching this movie last night and it just feels like it's everywhere. Like it's so good. There is yeah. a, a crunching of the snow that sounds, I, I, it's a weird word to say, but it's delicious. Like yeah. when the hoof hits the snow and crunches into <sighs> yeah. it, it's really good. I, I know what you're saying. That would be yeah, a really good like Muppet Christmas special. <laughs> When the hoof hits the snow. <laughs> when, the, when the hoof hits the snow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That sounds like a Dylan song. <laughs> yeah, it does. When it's the like, hoof hits the snow. <laughs> when the hoof hits the snow. <laughs> Dad, I'm out here trying to work on the wallflowers, and you're in there just talking about hoof on snow. <laughs> um, so uh, we have, uh, you know, the this blizzard that's happening and the power is actually completely out and um we hear a delivery man who is there and he's dropping off some boxes and linda answers the door it's like oh are these also the more presents yeah and and so the delivery man's like oh it might have been the boys in brown and so they like take all the packages in and um we see where Adam Scott's daughter... It was like a Trojan horse kind of thing. Yes, yeah. Because uh, the packaging, you could tell, it looks like it's not very It's a satin... Yeah, of it's, this world? <laughs> yeah, it's, or of this world. It fell out of a fairy tale? <laughs> it's a velvet or satin sack filled with toys, yeah. Yeah. UPS like, doesn't ship like that Like, you know Santa Claus is looking for his bag, you know? Yeah, it's missing. Right. And uh, so, so they take it in, and... Adam Scott's daughter, Beth, uh, she's like, hey, do you mind if I go to my boyfriend's? It's only a couple blocks down. And he's not answering his cell phone or anything. I just want to go in and check. And I'll, I'll be back home tonight, right? Yeah. The, so, the mother is concerned and the father's like, just get her out of here. I don't want to deal with her. Yeah. Also. Too much family in Too this much house. family in this house. Let's, <laughs> let's go down one. So Go ahead. Go off into the snowstorm <laughs> where we're going to lose our power any second now. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Beth, she uh, walks towards her boyfriend's house, and we see firsthand how dire and dangerous the storm is. And she encounters Krampus, um, who is jumping like rooftop to rooftop, and uh, almost like the predator, right? Yeah. And or Batman, uh, or yeah. the crow, or yeah, and jumping rooftop to rooftop. And this scene is amazing. Um, and, and it ends, of course, where the daughter is taken by Krampus. But the noise it's making, I like you brought up the sound design in this film and stuff. But the sound that Krampus is just making as he's like kind of having joy, like jumping roof to roof, like kind, kind of like tracking her down. Um, this whole scene was I, I just like was super creepy, claustrophobic, like you said. It just felt like she had like nowhere to go houses are just iced over 
And you just, icicles just like everywhere. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. And uh, she comes across the delivery van where she f- sees that the guy's dead. Mm-hmm. And um, frozen solid, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they docked him a day's pay for that. I don't think he cares. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. It's companies. And, <laughs> yeah. But it. I like uh, I I like the Jaws vibe of this movie where yeah. they don't give you Krampus right away. They don't give you a big scare at the beginning of hey, this is our monster, be scared of it. It's like ominous throughout the entire Th- thing. That's usually the way to to do things. Which once do I effectively is like you just sprinkle it in a little bit up front, and then as it goes along, you know, you get the the reveal eventually. But give your Freaking monster, a little mystique, you know. Yeah. Michael Doherty understands that. He gets yeah. it. Yeah, um, I I've said this f- since like I saw Signs, right? Like way back when. Wait, did Shyamalan. Michael Doherty do Signs? No, no, no. But no, he no. saw Signs. Oh, okay, I yeah. saw. Him. I think. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's always scarier not seeing, not than knowing. Seeing it's uh, yes, it's like your it, imagination is way scarier. If you go to the doctor and he says we have to perform tests. It's way scarier not knowing what's going on with you than having a negative di- diagnosis. Like right. if you go to the doctor and they say, oh, you have whatever. Like, okay, I, okay, I have to deal with this moving forward. But that time period where I don't know what's happening is way scarier. So are, you yeah, like, that, yeah. are you talking about some weird thing that happened to you? Uh, yes, syphilis. Are you revealing us a little bit about your yeah, syphilis? Yeah, there, there was about two weeks where I didn't know if I had syphilis yeah, or not. The, tests I know were, the blood work was out there. You were like... Putting your issues into this episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. putting yourself out. Yeah, there. that's what I'm saying. It's like, you ever feel like maybe you shouldn't have slept with that random stripper? He was handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he was handsome. Oh, that was so good. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, <laughs> this is so good, and and I love how um, when she's first looking up on the rooftops, she sees something. Like a and, it, and it's just really. like yeah and she can't really make it out and then all of a sudden that little silhouette starts to stand up and then she's like holy crap yeah. and she tries to make a run for it that's kind of big but as he stands up it's like oh it's even bigger yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, that reveal is just so cool I but like you, it's not really like we don't see krampus just like pretty much the silhouette of krampus and it's almost like a phantom yeah, you know that's off in the distance. You just don't know what it is. Yeah, and it, like I said, that the noise he makes, uh, like it's like a cross between a howl from a wolf and yeah. the T Rex sound that you get from <laughs> Jurassic yes. Park. Just that's like yeah. a mix of that. That's kind of one of the things I liked about the sound design. Um, generally, very smart filmmakers do this. They take the sound design and they it's almost like a character itself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Know? Yeah. And. Um, yeah, all props. Get Michael Doherty back on a project. Oh my gosh, who um, needs him? He is. He's yeah. on Hellraiser. They're going to make a TV Make show, a I Krampus think. two or a Trick or Treat. Wait, Trick I think or Treat two is. We are in dire need of that. Yeah. Yes. Because that's like that. I would love to see more stories from that guy. But let's go. <sighs> yes. Uh, so we we go back and the family is starting to grow concerned when Beth isn't back and um, especially Max. He's the one that brings it up. And makes you love him even more that he's yeah. concerned about his sister. Yes. And so he's like, Dad, Beth isn't back yet. Isn't that, like, concerning? And then, uh, like, the dad and the mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the, I, the dad says maybe. it just to convince himself, I think. Not yeah. even to convince his son. But just like, right. no, no, no. She's, she's okay. She's okay. She's good. Yeah. So Adam Scott, you know, asks his brother-in-law, uh, Howard, 
if his Hummer could actually drive through this weather, the snow. And those two set off going through the snow and they come across a snowplow that's like completely abandoned. And uh, they do see that the keys are in it. And this plays, you know, into something. A little foreshadowing. Yeah. Back at the house, Tony Collette and her sister start chatting by the tree about, you know, they lost their mother. And she's like, oh, the star. Did mom give that to you? And, she, and, and they, so they're like kind of bonding mm-hmm. a little bit at this point. That's and some of uh, Tony Collette's best acting. Yes. Is that scene? I, I, that's why I wanted to bring it up because it really is. She's so good. And her sister, too. They were both um, really good. Yeah. yeah uh, both great actresses. And I know the sister more so from uh, the show Fargo. Yes. Uh, season one. And she was like incredible in that show. Um, and she's just as good in this too. But she doesn't have that Tony Collette money. I know. She, I guess not. I, I'm I'm gonna flash forward to the very beginning of the movie just to say, as soon as I saw legendary uh, films, I was like, yeah. oh, this is gonna be good. Regardless, I knew once I saw that, and not only that, a a, a Christmassy Frozen legendary symbol. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a good movie. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and as as they're bonding. They suddenly hear some footsteps upstairs and some, like, stuff rambling upstairs. And so they're like, oh, maybe it's squirrels. But the grandmother, Ani, not squirrels, yeah. is like, that's that's not squirrels. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts, you guys. Oh. <laughs> so what? Good. good, no, no, good. Over to Adam Scott and uh, Howard, um, him and his brother-in-law... They're looking for Beth, and her boyfriend's house is like completely trashed, and they uh, in iced over. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it looks awesome. Um, the set design in this is incredible. It's really really cool. Not just like the house, um, but this house in particular. I would, looks awesome. I would use the term convincing. Yeah. In the sense that, like, if there was a blizzard and the doors were left open, which the house was, that's what that house would look like. So it was very convincing. You know what yeah. else is neat about that house <clears throat> is that when you get in there, it looks like a really interesting movie occurred. Yeah. Because there's Already. like, like you look around yes. the room and there's like a gingerbread man like <laughs> stabbed, stabbed to, the, to the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, man, there's a good flick in here too. Yeah. Like if the movie happened in that house, it would be just as good. And you see, like, in the wall, they're like, oh, maybe, like, a water, like, a pipe broke or something. Yeah. And there's this huge, like, hole in the wall. Busted out where yeah. uh, uh, Krampus came down the chimney. Yeah. yeah. Or Phoebe Kate's dad and uh, Gremlins. <laughs> right. And so and they're in this house, and uh, that's when, you know, they hear in the distance Beth yelling. And she's like, ah. ah. And so they. Wait, how was she again? That was perfect, dude. Yeah, I just yeah, like her. I, I just like it. I, was... I I should double for her in other movies where she yells. You should. You should call her up. I mean, I know Bob Iger's listening, so maybe he yeah, can maybe he'll get, get her. For he'll you. get you on. Yeah, yeah. he'll pass it along. <laughs> I could be your stand-in. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, she we hear the her yelling in the distance, and as they run after her, well, her screams really. Howard gets pulled into the snow, and his leg gets, like, pretty much mauled. By some sort of snowworm? 
is yeah. what we're going to call it yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's uh, some kind of snow type graboid, <laughs> I guess, from Trimmers. And uh, <laughs> so. Those sandworms from yeah. uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. That's Beetle perfect. guys. And uh, so his leg, is, he's getting pretty much pulled into the snow. But luckily, Adam Scott, um, they both armed them themselves because just in case, like Howard's like, oh, let's bring some guns. And because, of course, Howard has guns in his Hummer. And, right. of course, Howard drives a Hummer. But yeah. yeah. You know what's, what's funny, though? I mean, just a little interjection. Um, I like how at the beginning we were talking about how Howard is, like, all, like, obsessed with guns. And they kind of get, yeah. make it a little, like, silly. But then you get to a point like this in the movie, and everyone's it? like, "I need the guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need those." That's what's like. I like Thank that. It's God like it's here. like balanced writing. It's not yes. like like yeah. oh, people who like guns are stupid, or it's just kind of like, well, now they're necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I love when they do go to the Hummer and they pull out the guns, right? And he has the shotgun, and he hands like this. You know, huge. It's a gun. forty-eight magnum. I would say yes. Yeah, Some, something of that nature. Adam Scott. gun. <laughs> yeah, it's a dirty, he's hairy like, forty-eight magnum. He's like, oh wow. Adam Scott's like, this is pretty heavy. He's like, yeah, that's Linda's gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is my wife's gun. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Wait, like, well, lines we, like that are just they're so, so good. good. Uh, he had a name for the truck. I love that he had a name for the truck. I forget what it was. It doesn't yeah. matter. But like, I love he was sad and he referred to the truck as a person. It was, like, it was great. Was it Betty? Something like Something that. Like, yeah. yeah was, Everybody drove a car at some was, point that they named. I think Betty. it was Young Vince. Yeah. Young Vince. Yeah. Where is that a Hummer reference? <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so Adam Scott actually saves him. He shoots this sandworm, snowworm, I guess. And uh, Howard's like, "Wow, I." Uh, Thank you. I didn't know you were capable of that. Yeah, yeah. And we Thanks. see like this new uh, found kind of respect for Adam Admiration Scott. for him, yeah. yeah. Which is nice that it feels earned. Yes. yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I love stuff like that in movies where they're not just like, it doesn't feel forced. Right. It's just by like action dictates character. Yeah. And, you know, like a real movie. How does that? And even in the house when it was looking pretty dire, like the whole situation... He does have a great moment, Howard. He like he's like, "Don't worry, man. We're gonna find her." Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, the, it's a very human thing. The sister has a moment with that too. Like your daughter Beth is a strong girl. She takes after her mother. Yeah, which just yeah, like, like they just they're, they're they like, humani- they're, you humanize each other. And, they like yeah. hate each other and like the way the family does. But then when when shit hits the fan, they're all just like there for each other. I think that's yes. what the father is talking about it, it, yeah. with family. Is like oh, Jesus, you you know our family dynamic. Any of us would do anything for anybody yeah. if, if it came down to it. So I think you get you get a little bit of that sentiment in in this that most people can relate to it. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that's again great writing in yep. this. And it's so hard to like you know goof on I this know. movie because it's like <laughs> really really well made. But it's fun yeah. to talk about it because it's it's such a. An underrated little gym. Yeah, yes. it has a ton of fun moments and, in it. And I yeah. would love it. I mean, if people listen to these episodes and they've never seen it, watch it. Yeah. Because it's great. Ho- yeah, hopefully we Don't get that Don't listen from to it. us. Talk about it. Go watch it for Don't yourself. Watch yeah. it. And then listen to us again and tell us where we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe right. send us your social security numbers. Yeah. And yeah, write to the uh, Frequels podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just give us all to. your bank information and... Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, Elle said that we need to look at our email and see that oh, she wrote yes. us something. Yes. Right, we'll get there. I, right, go ahead. I wrote no, that down, going. actually. I wrote, oh, so it's in yeah, your notes? I, yeah, I was like, oh, we have to check our emails. Elle, we didn't forget about yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so um, 
Adam Scott saves Howard, and they try to make it back to the Hummer, and they see it's like completely the Hummer's on fire. Now. Yeah, it's like destroyed. Good it looks lord, like it's it a fire. Smashed in. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no!" And he's like, uh, "Whatever the name of the, yeah, he's, yeah." He's sad about his truck, and so they make it back to the house, and everyone's like, "Yo, what happened? What's going on? Your leg is like completely mauled." So I have a thought on this, and I don't know why this is my thought on this. When they get back to the house, Adam Scott in a beard looks phenomenal. And when his beard holds just a little bit of snow, oh, my God, what a handsome man. Do you need a moment? If I could. (laughs) Vince is now pulling out his phone looking at a picture of Adam Adam Scott (laughs) with the beard. The cones. You forgot about the cones. iced beard. So um, there was actually a, a couple of minutes that we actually just edited out of the episode that, where we had to get Vince under did. control. <laughs> you needed to give me a break. Yeah. yeah. Like, Vince, take a walk. You're, you're upsetting <laughs> I'm us. I'm cooled down now. I'm good. <laughs> okay, good. So the kids um, are with Aunt Dorothy, and they, they're waiting in the kitchen because, uh, you know, Adam Scott's like, you guys go to the kitchen. Aunt Dorothy watched them. She's like, I hate kids. <laughs> I even, ha- I was a kid and I hated kids. You know? Yeah, great even line. when I was a great. kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so she reluctantly agrees. And um, as they're in the kitchen, they're discussing like an escape plan. Like, oh, what should we do? They're like, well, the Hummer's all busted. Like, they act like we don't know who did this. We think we can get to the snowplow. There's the keys in the snowplow. This is the plan. You're going to follow us. I'll right. plow a path and so on and so forth. And then they get five feet. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to decide what to do. And then Adam Scott throws out, like, guys, we should stay put and board up all the windows because we don't know what we're really dealing with. And um, I like how Howard says that they were out there for like four minutes. Yeah, when you know, they were. And then to me, in my head, I'm just like, I'm like, well, when your daughter's missing, put four minutes four into minutes. it and give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get a parka. And uh, yeah, they're like, Adam Scott's like, let's wait out the storm, and then hopefully tomorrow morning, we can we could go try to find Beth. Go find her frozen corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were already at her boyfriend's house, she wasn't there. Where else is there for her to go? That's like one of those, like one of those things that hits me in a weird way, though. Is that it's like, you know, I, I feel like the 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 the, the family bond maybe melted away a little, a little bit, bit there for her because they're just kind of like, ah, she's gone. She'll be fine. We'll find her. Yeah. Maybe, we'll maybe not. She's gone. <laughs> we got plenty of kids in this house. There's at least five more kids. Yeah. Than me. Um, so the baby will be named New Beth. <laughs> New Beth. New Beth. Yeah, the little baby yeah. is New Beth. So uh, we see where the grandmother, she's insisting to keep the fire going no matter what, um, and keep the fire high or something I, like that. Yeah, keep the fu- yeah, yeah something like that. And uh, and so Howard and uh, we Adam Scott have that moment where they kind of like he's like, I would have been a goner. If it wasn't for you. And Adam Scott's like, yeah, no big deal. He's like, I used to think you were like, a, what did he say? Like he, a sissy? Yeah, he was like, I, 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 you really earned my respect because I really thought that you weren't capable of that. He just like, a, 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 yeah. whatever you just said, you could have stopped right there. <laughs> and not said, you didn't, have to, you didn't have to say anything else from there. You could have just left it there. But then yeah. he just throws a backhanded co- compliment but, but at completely him. completely in yeah. character. What, There's no like great. sentimental. Oh, no, no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
that you he shouldn't have said that line, but that line for comedic purposes was perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. And Adam Scott's reaction again, yeah. perfect. And uh, so he's like, like that dad that like after you like your basketball game, like you play the best game of your life, and he's like, you didn't mess up too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like that dad. <laughs> so true. And um, so he he's like, you know what, uh, Adam Scott, go ahead, go catch some winks with the fam. I'll. I'll Keep like first watch. As soon as he said that, I knew exactly what the next cut was going to be. And it's yes. perfect. And it's perfect is right. Yeah. Yes. That's like a hard. So he he says, uh, I believe he says, um, I'll take first shift. Uh, uh, shepherd's got to care for the flock. What is it? Yeah. Shepherd's got to care for the flock. And he grabs binoculars. He peers out the windows and then cuts to him fucking sleeping against the window. He was just peering out watching. Both times elicited a very loud laugh. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and we also see the fire is out in the fireplace. Yes. Dwindling. Nothing but charcoals. Yes. And we see um, something kind of lurking. I, li- in the I also like the iPad about to die playing the music. Yeah. The iP- or uh, sorry, not iPad. The tablet. I'm not getting specific with any brand here. Apple, right. if you want to sponsor us, by all means. But the the tablet dies, and the music that's playing creepily was perfect. Oh, and then so it zooms in on one percent, and then you see the tablet die, and then that's when all the creepy shit happens, which I thought was built up anticipation perfectly. Yes. Um, it was almost like a signal or something like once the Christmas music dies that's when yeah. they're... Like it's almost like the holiday possi- yeah, keeps possibly. it at bay. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's so good. Damn. Um. Again. Hey, that's writing. why we do this, baby. Yeah. Uh, so we see where this chain is being lowered into the chimney. <laughs> And, and this, on it is like I this never little... expected any of this <laughs> from this movie. I never expected any of this, and it's just great. And we see this little gingerbread man attached. I didn't and... think there was going to be an animated, adorable gingerbread man. And um, so how little Howie Junior wakes up, square lip, square lips, and he walks over. And he grabs the gingerbread man. He takes a bite out of it. Out of his head, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't question it Anything. at all. No. Yeah, he just, like, wakes up. He's like, oh, gingerbread man, sure. And he just eats the, like, the takes a bite out of the head. And then it wakes up and it's like, ah! The, the face it makes is, is, is fantastic. Yeah, it's just, like, you're not ready for it the first time you see it. No, it was great. And it's amazing. And so uh, <laughs> the little gingerbread man grabs that chain with a giant hook around it, and he starts just wrapping it all the all around Howie Jr. And he's like, ah, you know, like trying to like fight it off, but this little gingerbread man is like a little too fast for him. And so we see, you know, how Howie Jr. takes the takes the bait. And um nice. that's when Adam Scott and um the mother, the grandmother Howard Senior wake up and Yeah, they all wake on. up and they're all like trying to you know, Tony Collette grabs Howie Jr. and she kind of gets him. dragged up the chimney with him. Yeah, and then she only lets go when the little gingerbread man goes to like take a bite out of her face or whatever. Yeah, he snaps at her like a yeah, chihuahua like, or something. Yeah, like. and uh, so she's like, ah, she gets freaked out and they lose Howie Jr. Uh, up the chimney. And what a great scene. Even yeah. like the last shot, you, you see it, you know, Howard Sr. Like looking up, and he now feels responsible because he was—it was his watch. It was his watch, yeah, yeah. And um, that's when Adam Scott's mother 
after this all transpires, Omi, Omi, she tells the family about the legend of Krampus and how she encountered him before when she was a child. And, and it's in this awesome, like, shadow puppets, um, use of shadow puppets. And what was it claymation? claymation. I love that. It, it, I love this whole background story. When they do stuff like that, it's, yeah. It's it, it, awesome. It, yeah. Dude, it, it, be, it, it became, like, like, like what Martin Scorsese would call cinema. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's it was, gorgeous. This, this and one it's, of those, and yeah. it's just, um, it's one of those, again, like, one of those things you just see it and it's, like, it's so impressive. You can, you can. Yeah. Give it which, whatever one you want, but it made me feel like. Did you ever see Coraline? Yeah, it yeah. gave me that that kind of vibe. That the Coraline, the creepiness of that, of the the claymation, the stop animation it was great. Yeah, so I, I would say it's like a, a mixture of like a Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Yeah. But then also has like some classic claymation stuff, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It's right? very yes. much in line with that. I think. Yeah, and so it's a weird combination of those two, but it works so well. And it's really cool because, you know, like, you see this transpire and it's really what happened to Ami. But the way she tells the story, it feels like a story, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and the way it looks is like a traditional, like, little children's book. And you're, like, looking through her memories in a weird way. And it was, I feel, the perfect length. Like, most of that stuff that it could go on too, too long... It actually gave me. It kind of reminded me of uh, the the animation scene in Kill Bill, where um, what's her name? Yeah, sure. it's so weird you said that because it was the perfect length. Yeah, of the uh, uh, exposition that you guys always say. It you got exactly what you needed to get out of it, and then it was over, it and it was knew right when back to, to leave the, movie, the party. And it didn't yeah. feel like two separate entities of like oh there's this thing and then now we're switching back to the movie it all felt very linear linear and fluid i wanted to mention that so just to keep track of where we're at right now so michael doherty introduces something that's akin to christmas vacation yes right we have an animated gingerbread man yes we have this beautiful like stop go shadow puppet sequence and none of it feels out of place no like that he is like just mastered like the tones like all that stuff it just works together so beautifully and that's yeah. why I just use Michael Doherty <laughs> yeah nothing you gotta help you Hollywood if you remake Gremlins and you don't, don't give him it. that project <laughs> yeah and if you do get out of his way nothing yeah. ever feels like it doesn't belong in this movie no it all great it's just all it goes like it all just feels like it's supposed Sewn to be together there. yeah by perfectly. like a, someone a that knows what they're doing craftsman yeah. yes seamless with so much personality <laughs> yeah. and like like his, the, his movies to me, they feel like they like I, I can kind of get a sense of who he is in real life. That's yeah, what I really yeah. like about his movies. Like yeah. he just seems like he's like kind of got like a dark sense of humor. Yeah, you know, but yeah. it's like he loves like holidays. Right. <laughs> no one makes <laughs> holiday movies better than Michael Doherty. So bring him back, Hollywood. Bring it back, yeah. Let's uh, let's get some some hashtag. More bring back and, Michael Doherty. Uh, yeah. Just just according, just so you know, according to IMDb, you are getting a trick and treat too, or a trick or treat too. Yeah, but I've been seeing that for about ten years now. Yeah, um, and it's just a shame too, because one day we're gonna watch well. trick or treat, and it it dude, you're gonna just be so blown away by it. better but, better than this. I might like Trick or Treat a hair more. Okay, I'm in but, for that. But I'll say this: it, it think like, 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 um, you know, like an, what an anthology is. Yeah. So, think. Uh, no, explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so think Pulp Fiction. Okay. Meets like Halloween, the season of Halloween. Okay. 
perfect it, description. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Let's yeah. move on. Well, no, because I, mean, I don't like, take compliments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one cool thing I noticed in about this movie is in Max's room, there's a mask on the wall, and I'm pretty sure it's a trick or treat mask. Yeah. Yeah. I, Did you notice that some of the sound effects in this movie are from Trick or Treat as well? Yeah. Like with the one monster when it screams, it sounds like. The, the the way that Sam sounds when he screams. Was yes. It the, was it the teddy bear or the Jack in the Box? The thing, it, it's it's a very specific sound. Moving it, on. Yeah, but so um, Howard, you know, however, uh, hates the story and he calls it a bunch of crock. And a uh, myth. it's now Christmas Day and Adam Scott. They're down two kids. Yeah, they're down two kids. <laughs> And Adam Scott is drawing up this plan, and he has, like, a little map, and he's, like, trying to figure stuff out. Now, I'm not sure if we got to this part yet, but the snowmen in the yard. Right. Is that each person in the town that has been killed by Krampus? Because when Square Lip gets murdered, there's a new snowman right in front that kind of has the Square Lip kid look to him. Really? So is that a thing, or did I make that up? So, possibly... Also, could be like a, because like a, there's more at the very beginning. Yeah. Remember, Max sees the first kid and he's like, "What is that doing there?" Possibly, it could possibly. be the UPS. Interesting. That could have been the been UPS the guy or the boyfriend or whatever. But like, right. the more and more snowmen turn up, and I'm wondering if that's like those are Krampus's kills on the or like like yeah. haunting them. That yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. Yeah no, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I I never thought of it as, as do you, like. Do you know that the the one. The, the little kid that – or the the smaller snowman that shows up right after Howard Jr. is killed looks kind of like Howard Jr. Yeah. I, which is I, hard I to do. I have to go back and, like, kind of look at that yeah. now uh, and once, see if they look okay. like their counterparts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once yeah. I get out of rehab, I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you should focus on other things, but okay. <laughs> no, if you want to watch this movie, then that's yeah, up to you. Yeah, I need to. It's yeah. more important than getting better. Right. <laughs> and go so, on. meanwhile, upstairs, Tony Collette's sister – Howard's wife, um, Linda, is coming across some strange gifts. Like, she's like, what is this thing? Like, it looks old, right? Yeah. And, um, but downstairs, Adam Scott lays out the plan to get the tow truck and return to pick the rest of the people up. And he was going to go at it alone. And Howard's like, you can't. Howard's not having alone. that. Yeah, he's like, no way. And, uh, and as soon as... Uh, they're discussing this plan. We cut over to Howard's twin daughters, Jordan and Stevie. S- Stevie, yeah, and they are venturing upstairs because the downstairs Aunt, toilet, auntie, yeah, and shitter's full. Yeah, shitter's full, and uh, Aunt Dorothy clogged up the toilet, so they think they hear Beth's voice, and so they actually run up towards the the attic. And the rest of the family hears the twins scream from upstairs because we got like that cut to downstairs and they hear the screams. So they all rush to the attic, except they tell Howard, stay downstairs and protect Max and everybody else. And the auntie to hold the child. Right. That's her job now. That's her. Yeah. And so (laughs) downstairs, Howard, however, he hears a noise in the kitchen and he goes to inspect coming across a bunch of those murderous gingerbread men great scene what oh, a great scene phenomenal yeah so funny uh, and then uh cut back to the attic now this this creature is probably the creepiest in the whole movie i think the jack-in-the-box yes yes 
I, I think it's like I don't know the bear a little bit. The teddy bear is a little frightening. Yeah, I don't but know that jack, jack in the, the box. box uh, so swarm in the, the attic. Yeah, Adam Scott and Tony Collette find a jack in the box, and uh, by the way, it, 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 it to describe it, it looks like a snake, right? That's I'm out just of the getting box. something now. Was that the jack in the box that Beth saw on, when she was underneath the the, the delivery van? Because remember, at the very end, you see Krampus, yeah. his feet come down, oh, and then there's yeah. the jack in the box. Yeah. Is that the monster that technically kills Beth? Oh, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just getting that now. Maybe Becca, was, yeah. wait, She's guys. Becca oh. is shaking her head. You know what? Yes. I bet. Okay, so I bet that's the one that's delivered to the house, right? Because she didn't leave yet. No. So there's one jack in the box up there, and the other one that attacks Howard later on is the same jack in the box that got Beth. We're, we're taking this apart. Okay, A little great. more than we should, but <laughs> right, nevertheless. Yeah. But anyways... Uh, I like um, the fact that it's like obviously like demons taking the form of Christmas toys. Yeah. I think that's so creative yeah. and neat. I love the teddy bear. The teddy bear was adorably disgusting. Yeah. It just took yes. like these like classic ideas of like what Christmas toys are. Yeah. And they put demons inside of them. <laughs> right. Which again I just say, Michael Doherty, come back to us. Yeah. I the underlying the Jack of the Box, like its mouth, so to describe it, it kinda has like a predator. I was thing. Say, a very predator. <laughs> and it's devouring one of the twins, Jordan. And we see like its feet sticking out of its mouth as it's like trying to swallow it. <laughs> And uh, it looks like a giant snake. It does. And uh, it looks so – it's so cool. Um, so they go and they, they try to attack the thing. and uh, But they also get attacked by this very toothy type of uh, teddy bear mm-hmm. and this weird angel bird toy. Yeah. That thing was creepy Neato. in itself. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, All the designs in this movie – like all the creature designs, oh, just like top so notch. Good. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all the the Jack in the Box just looks so. I don't know. There was something about it that I was like, "Wow, that is." It's like something you want to like own, like a prop. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it's so weird looking, but I love it. I know. Uh, downstairs, Howard kills a couple of the gingerbread men. <laughs> He's like, he shoots a couple, and then there's one that's just like. He misses and it jumps up in the air, and we hear like we think Howard's done for, and we just hear, cow, 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 cow. and it's uh the dog. Did he shit talked? Yeah, that he was shit talking yeah, before. Yeah, dog coward came in and saved him. Yeah, don't it, shit talk dogs. Don't do that. No. Don't yeah. do that to any furry creature. Even when you're <laughs> yeah. like mean to them, they still have your back. They have yeah. no idea. So don't that you're be being mean to them. To them. Yeah, right. in the walk act- in the traffic if you disagree with me. <laughs> yeah. <Go on. laughs> <laughs> so in the attic, things take a turn for the worse until Linda um, sees her one twin on the ground tied up in, like, Christmas lights. And she goes beast mode, mom mode, right, as they call it yeah. later on, killing, um, almost killing the bear and the angel and uh, the little robot creature. I would call it a mini rampage because yeah, it was she just wa- she wreaked havoc in that she, attic. She got that baseball ass, swing yeah. on with the she axe. She all that yeah. pent-up thing from cooking and cleaning the house, yeah. like she said at the beginning. Losing her daughter. In all of these movies that we... like Wolverine in his berserker mode. <laughs> yeah. berserker mode. In all of the movies that we've watched, I feel like if you have an axe, you feel a little bit safer. 
Just yeah. not much. Like more than a knife, more than a gun. I feel like if, if you have an axe, you're you're gonna be in good shape. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you prefer hey. a gun or an axe? Oh, I prefer a gun. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Moving on. Axe. I don't. I would like the axe. Yeah. You would like the axe? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Laurie Strode in H2O. <laughs> right. The most badass shot in I anything. Was, I was going, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia when Mac has the sword, but Charlie <laughs> has the gun. <laughs> no, I'm just going to follow you back and forth. You could zigzag all you want. <laughs> yeah, he's so like, good. No, bang, bang, bang. I've been watching so much It's Always Sunny lately. Dude, let's, no, 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 you got to go on. on. Sorry, I'm sorry. If we get stopped yeah. here. Because so. I'm going to say Frank Reynolds and we're not, we're going to stop. But go on, keep going. Get me out of this. So she goes and she ends up rescuing Stevie and they hear the Jack in the Box scrambling in the walls and they send Rosie the dog after it. Like Max is like, go get her, Rosie. And so Rosie goes into the vents and he goes after the Jack in the Box. He literally sent this dog to his death. Yeah, unfortunately. A little bit. Yeah. But it's funny because I think the movie is creating this thing in your head that the dog's going to take care of business. Yeah. That's very Michael Doherty. Which kind of did. Like, oh, like any other movie would have the dog, like, scare the monsters, and you just hear the dog yelp, and you're like, arr, yep. Arr. Yeah. And uh, so Aunt Dorothy, um, oh, well, first off, yeah, so they hear the Jack in the Box, and then it crashes through the ceiling, and um, that's when the other monsters show up, like the, the bear and the angel, and Aunt Dorothy gets a shotgun. She gets two confirmed kills, like, right out of the gate. Like, just like, bang, bang. It's impressive. Kills. Yeah. she. And then they're like, do it, Aunt Dorothy. Right? <laughs> finish she, it off. Yeah, finish it off. And she's about to, but they hear this, like, weird horn noise from outside. And then all of a sudden, all these elves uh, in the grandmother... Is like she knows the sound. The elves are coming. Yeah, and she says it. And not uh, a line in Lord of the Rings. The, oh my god, <laughs> that's what I was going to. When the orcs yeah. are, yeah. yeah. And uh, so was it some, the Battle of Mord? Let's not get too nerdy into Helm's this. Deep. It, is it, it might have been Helm's Deep. Hey, Elf, correct me. <laughs> yeah, I need your help. She yeah, would, come on, Elf. She would be the one to know. Elf, are you in yeah. my microphone? <laughs> Shouldn't I? She's emailing right now. Oh, she's, she's like, like <laughs> these sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, these guys. I'll show them. You know your shit. Dancing uh, on Tolkien's grave. Yeah. Go on. And so they hear this noise. <laughs> Dancing on Tolkien's grave. That was great. Just like a little like yeah. a little uh, a little shuffle. Yeah. A little twerk. Um <laughs> so <laughs> why? Why? Uh so suddenly these elves show up and they take the baby. Uh and the jack in the box, they kinda like wrap that up and take that too. And uh, in Aunt Dorothy too, she gets wrapped up in chains, and she—it's really funny because she has a parting line, doesn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, she, like something. What was she it? She says something. Uh, I don't know. You, you're going to have to edit this out, but she has a great line of of something like, you know, when you're old, when something. You have to edit this, but we have to. I don't know if I want to find it. It's going to take too long. Yeah. yeah. So she, she has gets a gr- Let's just say out. she has a great line. And she swooped out and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Wouldn't it be funny if like in the movie if like they took her and then you hear them like she just kept like yelling at them, yelling at them in the distance, <laughs> and then they just throw her back in the window because <laughs> yeah, like, they don't want to deal with her. Take her, her back. Yeah. yeah. Like, nah. Well, uh, you could have her back, Max. <laughs> I don't want her. <laughs> can, I, can I have like a different family member back? I I say that to my kids all the time. What if we could? What if someone comes in and take us? Like, dude, they're gonna bring you back in like ten minutes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Just give it some time. It'll be fine. Um, so the elves also throw something into the fire that like kinda, diminishes the fire, so Krampus, yeah, so Krampus could get in, 
and on the roof they hear some clicking and clacking and uh and the bells the i love the bells that's very symbolic of what he's representing jingle bells yeah. jingle bells and the grandmother ami she sacrifices her uh herself so that they can buy some time and get to the tow truck and so we see where ami comes face to face with krampus and who's the only one that wants to save ami Max. Oh, no, not Max. It's actually Max. It's actually Max's dad. But Max makes the reference, and then his father goes to try and save them. But the reason that Max makes the reference is because he understands what what she told him earlier is that someone has to be sacrificed. But he doesn't want it to be her. Right. Yep. And uh, so we see where she comes face-to-face with Krampus, and this is the first time we actually get to see Krampus up close. And Not um, as scary as I thought it would be. I, I love his hollowed out eyes. Was I, like, no, no, is he wearing like human skin? Yeah, it looks like it's all like saggy yeah. and weird. And I like that he's not terrible to look at. Oh, but still it's perfect. Ter- it, it's still terrifying. It, so it was, a, it was a really good choice. Do you know what he is? And this whole movie is. It's like it's like little kid horror. Yeah. Like like gateway yes. horror for yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like it, you look at it and you know it's like a horror movie, but it's not like so grotesque that you're like vomiting into your yeah fireplace so i hope to god that my kids don't listen to this i doubt that they do but like when my kids are old enough i'm gonna like preach to them that like just because you don't feel this way anymore about santa it is now your responsibility to help the younger kids believe which i kind of got the that from max is that like yeah it's no longer for me but that doesn't mean that i can't still keep it alive for the the ones before me which i think is part of the magic of christmas is that like even once you're done believing it's now on you to help the other younger generations believe and help to keep it alive for them i've been celebrating all wrong because i've been really into taking hope from people i was gonna say the number of little kids that you tell santa doesn't exist is mind-boggling for and like in July, you'll do it to little yeah. kids. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right, yeah. I pull them right over. I'm like, Tooth Fairy, not real. Santa, Santa Claus, <laughs> nope. The number of kids that leave crying here is yeah. it's it doesn't make any sense. Do you remember that when I had the decapitated head of the real Easter Bunny and I propped it up for all to see? I don't. That's a different story. So yeah. we're gonna move on. Oh, he okay. had a stake and everything. It, yeah, it, it was too much. It was too much gore. That's what I would much. say. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. much. But. Um, yeah, no, it's funny that you brought that whole tradition thing up because I was like, I think I'm going to show my kids Krampus uh, so that they don't act up on Christmas. <laughs> so you're using it as a tool. A form of abuse yeah. in a weird way. <laughs> right. Psychological no, abuse. Um, so Psychological Scott, warfare. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Adam Scott, Tony Collette, uh, Linda, Max, and Stevie um, all tread through the storm. And Adam Scott tries to hold off. Now this is the, the scene creatures. I'm talking about. That's yeah. great snow, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah everything looks great. Trying to like trudge, trudge their way. Trudging. When yeah. you're trudging, that's good snow. And um, Adam Scott snow. tries to hold them off, and he's he's like, you know, shooting one here, shooting one there, and uh, unfortunately, all the creatures get the best of him. And then uh, we see where Linda. And um, Tony Collette's character, they get Max and Stevie to the tow truck, but at the cost of their own lives. And so we see, you know, first Linda gets taken off 
and then we see you know Tony Collette gets taken. So Max and Stevie are left alone in this tow truck, and um, Max is trying to start it, and he's trying to start it, but it's just not working. And it it's at this point in the movie where I realize what is going to happen next, and what the overall theme is is that Max will be the lone survivor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I I just know, and I literally say to my wife, "It's like Stevie doesn't have a chance." Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even from the beginning of the movie, you know, that kid's going. You know that kid's, yeah. It's yes. a miracle she survived as long as she did. Yeah. It, yeah. She, it was against the odds. <laughs> right. Who, would, who had money on Stevie? Not Nobody. me. No yeah. one did. I no would one. have thought, at the very least, he'd be in that tow truck with Ami. Yes. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. We got Stevie instead. <laughs> we got Stevie instead. And so the elves catch up to them, and they grab Stevie, and they pull her off. Um, pull her away into the snow and Max, he tries to chase after them and that's when he comes face to face with Krampus and I love Krampus is like we actually get to see his eyes mm-hmm. this time and he, his pupils are like all, it's like orange and it's so cool uh, again, awesome makeup um, I was gonna, since you're talking about eyes, there's the scene where Krampus faces off, off against uh, Omi yeah. And they're in there, and she has the biggest, most black eyes, like just barely a hint of white in it that yeah. I thought was beautifully shot. It looked uh, great. The Again, like you're saying, it yes. just it's, some of the stuff just looks cool. Even if you don't like the story or anything like that, just some of the images, like if you were to take stills from it, it just looks cool. It's like, it's like, yes. a, like a live action storybook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. And, and like I said, like even. I love that storybook aspect mm-hmm. with her flashback. You know what yeah. I mean? So this is very much like a story you could like sit down and, and tell a kid by like yeah. a campfire or something. You know, it's so cool. Not I, a campfire, fireplace, fireplace. <laughs> you don't take your kids camping at Christmas. Kid, you could. I would have like. I first off, I would have loved this movie. Oh, definitely for as sure. A kid. Yeah, um, but I think I would even be like that part in particular I would have been like oh that's cool and I probably would have been in school the next day <laughs> trying to draw sure. some of that stuff um, I got in trouble for that when I was in like 6th grade by the way because I was really like hardcore into like horror movies and um, I remember this, I'll, this is a real story I'll tell you um, I, I, I had this, this this notebook and I used to just I drew like Jason on there and like Freddy and Michael Myers and <laughs> yeah. And um, they, my, my teachers, they, they saw it, and I guess they were kind of disturbed by it. So they called my parents in for a meeting. And then my mom looked at what they were upset about, and she was like, why did you call me in here? I got shit He likes do. horror movies. Yeah. Like, no, we think he's, he's, he's obsessed with death. And she's like, I'm going home. Uh, yeah. What are you doing? You're wasting my time, school time. It's unnecessary. Yeah. If they had opened up the notebook, though, it would have said, I'm going to kill my parents tonight. So that's something <laughs> that's, they should have been concerned by, what was actually in the notebook. Nope, they're only concerned about what's on the surface. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, no, it's so funny because I often drew in my notebooks, too. And sometimes about it would About killing be, your parents? No. Oh. Uh, it would be like Freddy and Jason. Yeah. Hell, like, for some reason, I love drawing Pinhead. And uh, I don't know why. And... It's just funny because no teachers care to, to look at my books at all. No, never. He's a lost <laughs> cause. He's a lost I cause. I saw him sliding down a hill on some Beatles records. <laughs> he needs to go. Are you are you guys like good artists or something? Because the only thing I could pull off was that S. Do you know the S with the three oh, lines yeah, and the three yeah. lines on the bottom? I know that was that. all I could I draw. I like the drawings in your diary. Which, <laughs> which ones, Rory? The unicorns mostly. They were cute. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's you a good look to say, do you? Good looking Thank unicorn. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we knew. We're yeah. like, that's a unicorn. No. I yeah. like it. There's no, there's no mistaking it. Right. It's clearly a unicorn. Yeah. Although the horn on its head looked a little. Let's move on. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so Max, he uh, he comes face to face with Krampus, and act- Krampus actually gives him the same ornament that he once gave to the grandmother. He regifted. He regifted the Krampus ornament. And he leaves no one Max wants there this. alone. He leaves him alone to suffer the consequences of what he wished for, right? And so uh, Krampus walks away. And Max just... he he. We hear you know the dialogue from earlier of what the grandmother said. The flashback of everything that has led us to this point. Yeah, and so he he's like... No, like he doesn't give up. So he actually tracks along after Krampus and he finds uh, Krampus with his demonic sleigh and all like the creatures and elves and stuff. Just partying. Just hanging out, ready to go. Victorious. Getting ready to leave. And uh, Which is, we're about to hit my favorite moment in the entire film. Performing. We'll a, keep going. Oh, yeah. So, per- so performing a seance of some sort where they've built like a, a demonic. A pit in in order for them to worship. Yes, it's like a almost like a sacrificial. I can't wait to get pit. to your favorite part. I can't wait. For, okay, go ahead. Keep going. And so, Max throws the ornament, and he's like, "I don't want it. I'm I want to take back my wish." And we see, you know, the the ornament kind of sink into the ground, and it opens like this little, uh, like portal, portal basically to, yeah. to hell. Hell. And um, he asks Krampus, he's like. Take me instead. I take me. Mm-hmm. Um, leave my family. I'll sacrifice myself. And this is the sacri- You know, like one of those yeah. moments where he's like, "I learned from grandmother. You know, I'm gonna sacrifice myself yeah. for my family. I'm gonna so, take one for the team." Right. And Krampus, you know, like looks at him, and it's it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. And he kind of like yeah wipes the little tear I away. I love that when that that claw comes out. I th- it's yeah. very subtle and very I uh, I don't know it. Uh, not, I don't want to say moving because that's too much of an emotion, but it's, <laughs> it gave something to me, something along the lines of feelings where he just swipes the, the tear off from him and uh, feels his emotion. Well, this is, yeah. this is my favorite part of the movie. Oh, okay. Because the kid is like crying and Krampus is coming off like he's having a moment with him. Yeah. And then they just laugh and mock him. Yes. Yes. Right in his so face. Funny. Right in his face. I remember seeing that in the theater for the first time, and I just could not stop laughing because it's like building up to be a moment like, you've touched my heart. I'll give your family back. Instead, they're just like, we're not giving your family back, and they laugh in his face. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, you think you thought? Nuh-uh. Yeah. (laughs) That's not how it works. That's not how this is going to go down. And so they throw Stevie into the pit first, and uh, he's like screaming, and then Krampus picks up max i love a pickup by the yeah yeah that's great. and he just like it's like a Krampus dangle is huge too he's yeah. like maybe like eight feet i would hope feet. so at minimum yeah at minimum and so On he a good picks max up like no problem <laughs> and he he drops max into the pit and he as he's falling we see that it cuts to the next day and Max wakes up in his bedroom. What we assume is Christmas Day. Yeah, because he looks at Goes the advent the, calendar. He pulls it open. The, the and 25th day is open. Yep. yep. And so uh, and the, he looks outside. The storm seems gone. 
and when he opens his bedroom door he actually hears you know the mutterings of his family downstairs and <clears throat> you see this moment this is great acting by um, Max the actor MJ I forget his last name but he um, has this moment of like oh my gosh and it, it, and it hits it you works. too yeah. like it works so well he conveys that emotion so well that you automatically see the relief in his heart like in his what he's feeling and so um he rushes downstairs and you know the family's all together they're all laughing and kind of having a good time like coming up on my second favorite part of the movie yeah and so they all are handing out gifts to each other and uh max is just like grateful for everyone that's there happy and finally uh, satisfied to the conclusion that what he originally wanted is kind of happening for him. Right. And his wish came true. His wish came true, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, we see, you know, they're handing out gifts, and, one, you know, one person gives Max his gift, and everyone's opening, and they're like, hey, are you okay, Max? And he's like, I'm just really grateful for all of you guys. And then uh, they're like, well, open your gift, buddy. And so he opens it. So it's at it's at this point where he he gets the gift and I'm like, is there a filter over this? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, but go ahead. To give I us just, that like soft, warm. But like, yeah. I, I, I it gives me the inclination that like, okay, wait a second. It feels like there's this. It's like a dream. dreamy yeah. filter over it. Right. And it's I didn't a know it was touch. gonna. And yes. I, yeah. And as he like opens the gift, he looks down and it's the ornament from Krampus. And that's when he pulls it from the box and he starts to remember everything. And he realizes like, what's... And we hear, again, the sound design like in editors and stuff. They put in all this dialogue of the family fighting and arguing over Christmas, but also like, I think some the, of the deaths experiences. And... and as each person's voice is kind of heard in the, that flashback over, you know... Are we led to believe that each of the characters is hearing their own I, I think they all start to like remember their own yeah like it's like, all coming it's, it's yeah. all coming to them and realizing like this isn't right yeah and it's all kind of slowly come back to them but my second favorite part of this movie that made me laugh the hardest is that the dog remembers too because <laughs> <laughs> they show the dog the dog it's such great dog acting because the dog is literally like oh fuck yeah <laughs> like, again so guys good. So good. he's the best actor in the movie you're not gonna fuck. get this kind of 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 breakdown on animal acting like mice acting and dog acting (laughs) you're not going to get it anywhere else but frequels actually um, when I was in college I majored in animal acting you majored in that what Mm -hmm. the fuck was your mind they said it's a dead end career but I am going to prove them wrong (laughs) yeah so the movie it's a dead art (laughs) pans out from the living room where they're all kind of like remembering all this horrible stuff and it pans out of the living room window and it keeps going past the house, past the skyline. And like he said, when they zoom out, just yeah. a beautiful frame yeah. of what what has transpired there. Right. Yeah. And and then it, it and we see they actually are trapped inside of a snow globe that's put down by Krampus along like this long line of other you know families that are families stuck that are in this stuck in this purgatory like that ones is have had like wishes yeah yeah you know what i mean like people that probably made the same kind of wish like yeah. it's almost like a like a trophy room yes it, it reminded me of the room from like jeepers creepers in a little, a little bit. bit yeah what is uh, jeepers and also creepers? 
this, this whole ending, it, it kind of had like a like a Twilight Zone ending. Yes, and I actually I am in favor of those kind of endings. Me too. Like I and love it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it leaves you so uncomfortable and so like, oh man, like, what the hell just happened? That sucks. They're like literally stuck forever you know and it's got that like that dream soft like you know like oh it's a beautiful christmas day but really when you think about it none of them wanted to be in the same room for three days and now they're stuck in that house together for all eternity so it's in a sense like like a purgatory yeah like the worst possible punishment for them yeah and uh (laughs) one more thing that i just have to mention because then the movie ends and then it goes to the credits the end credits and as they roll we see another funny joke by Michael Doherty where he actually, I don't know if you watch all the way to the end or whatever, mm-hmm. but he has all these pictures of different families uh, of the f- like crew and yeah. the filmmakers that are having fun Christmas, like all different like Polaroids on the side. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun joke yeah. from like the director being like, look at all these great Christmases though. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> So uh, I love this movie, and I loved it when I first saw it. Definitely, well, I bought it when it came, you know, out Me too. on Blu-ray and stuff. No, but uh, it, it was a, a great film, and I love it, and it was such a joy to watch again. You know, and I think this is my third time probably watching it. Okay. I don't know. Dude, I, it's weird. You and I had a very similar experience with this movie because I also saw it in the theater. I bought it on Blu-ray, watched it when I bought it on Blu-ray, haven't watched it since watched it last night and just loved it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I remember like really liking it in the theater. But like last night I had like the best time watching it. You know? It it was so fun. Like I, I it was again it's like one of those movies where um it's you know, I'm there and I'm trying to write out stuff and I'm like just enjoying the movie way more. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to stay focused. So yeah. I'll I'll say this. Um we I kinda mentioned this earlier when legendary pops up on your screen there's some there's like somewhat of a comfort of like this is going to be good or not even this is going to be good i'm going to i'm probably going to i'm probably going to enjoy this sure so as soon as that happened i was in on this like fully in on this and yeah. this was a great movie we've talked about this before but the some of these movies that we really enjoy are hard for us to talk about which is weird and maybe you can explain it better than i can why is that? In, in terms of like doing an episode of Frequels? Yes. Because I think the movie... No, no, no. We could... Well, trust me. We can talk, the three about of us, anything. we talk about anything and have a good conversation. But, the, but to me, like the, the movies that we watch that sometimes have like a little bit of like awkwardness or ineptitude here and there, they're fun just to riff on. But again, as we always say, all the movies that we've watched so far, we like. Like we like these movies, Especially so we're not like we're not yeah. saying like oh like oh look at these failures of movies because I love them. I have like memories and and things I can talk about for the rest of my life with these movies, but um, they are lots of fun to riff on certain kinds of movies. So when you see Krampus or Totally Killer and, and to some extent even Fright Night, um, it's a little harder to riff because you're just like these people who made these movies. They yeah, knew what they we were really doing. we really enjoy it, and we have to we have to look at that and maybe just change the dynamic a little bit of how we approach those movies. Because I, I love doing those movies where we can rip on shit, but I also really enjoy you guys giving me movies that I actually enjoy and will take away and be like, yeah, I'd watch that again. Yeah, we should yeah. give them some stuff he hates. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel like that's all you've Here done. Here we go. Other than like two or three <gasps> Here of them. Here it comes. But. You know what's a really good uh, 
movie for the family, Solas, uh, 120 Days of Torture. What it- <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, I don't know if I've made this joke. We, uh, we watched A Bug's Life the other day, and uh, uh, Netflix suggested that we watch um, The Human Centipede. Oh, so maybe maybe me and the kids are going to watch the Human Centipede later. It's this a sequel. Week. It's a sequel. Yeah. Okay. We're, I'm looking forward to that. The kitties will love it. All right. Okay. Uh, mentioning uh, Dave uh, before you went to see Die Hard with Dave. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw on his when she no like his back window he has a sticker and it says Human Centipede Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Great. Kudos, Dave. <laughs> yeah, kudos to Dave. Um, but yeah, I really love this movie, and I really don't have anything bad to say about it. It's hard. It's, it's a great movie. I t- like, definitely recommend it to anyone listening. Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, Wait a minute. Yeah. Were we touched by the Christmas spirit? Maybe. I think so. That, that might have something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Wow, this we is a, the first ever Frequels Christmas Miracle. Right, now, <laughs> yeah. We didn't have anything nasty to say. No. We no. didn't riff. I know. We celebrated a great movie that all you cats at home should just go out, yeah. buy, rent. Don't stream it. All yeah. you cool kids at home, yeah. go check this out. Go check the movie out. Yeah. yeah. Now, Rory, show me on the doll where the Christmas spirit touched you. Everywhere. Oh, God. And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's uh, for the for this movie. I think we always like to do is emojis. So, and what Rory's emojis... going last today for a very special <laughs> for, for a very specific reason. Yeah, He's for a very last. special episode. Rory. Do you, who you want to go first? You yeah, go first. sure. Go ahead. I, I gave this a little snowflake. Ah, uh, okay. Because of the snowstorm. Got you. A little snowman. A little snowman. Yep. <laughs> and. Um, a little clown face, and that's for the Jack in the Box. Okay. All yeah. right. I like that. Yeah. So my I actually came up with five for this, which is a lot for me. Uh, my first one is an axe because I was very happy awesome. to see an axe used as a weapon. Yes. Uh, my second one was a snowman because I had the thought of, like, why are those snowmen out there and why do they keep increasing? Um, my third is a goat. Because man, I love I love a hoofed oh, I love a yeah, hoofed villain. That's a good one. Yeah. If yeah. you if, if you give me a hoofed villain, I'm I'm in on that. Anything in the hoof stock department. Um, I gave it a thumbs up because I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, and my final one is uh, ice cream cone because they didn't have a traffic <laughs> cone, so yeah. I put an ice cream cone because um, Adam Scott has uh, a episode in Parks and Recreation. Where he talks about the cones, oh, and yes. I was desperately seeking for a cone because I could not watch this movie and not think about him saying, "You forgot about the cones." You forgot about the cones. It's such yeah. a great, I love that. He's I he's fan. This cast is the best cast that we've had in any movie we've done, right? No, I think so. It had Champ Kind, it had Adam Scott. I think it's it probably well. Tony, I mean, well. Fright Night's got a pretty good cast. No, Fright Night, no, 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 you're right. Fright Night has a really Even good Black cast. Even Christmas, though. I, I know we kind of riffed on the movie, but yeah. that, that was a pretty solid it's cast. It's a good cast used poorly, though. Yeah, Krampus true. and Fright Night are like yeah. great cast with yeah. a lot to work with. How they used that cast made me dislike that movie more. Can I tell yeah. my emojis? No, 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 no. Okay, fine. No emojis this week. All right, episode's over. Okay, go ahead, Roy. I, got, I actually found a gingerbread man. What? What? I did. Type in ginger. I feel like he's just making up know, emojis ahead, look at this point. Look it up. Um, so I got gingerbread man. Yes. I got snowman, 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 snowflake, axe, a snowflake, and the globe. 
snow globe, motherfuckers. Oh. You great. can't hear it right now. Ready? Drop the mic. That was a... I dropped was, my phone, and I hope I didn't break the screen. That was beautiful. But the joke was worth <laughs> it. No, that was very well done. I appreciated that. That was good. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, I want to say a week ago, I had a customer at the restaurant who, who goes by the name of Jon Snow. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Yes. He has a band, I think. Does he have any band names or anything yes, that we should? Yes, he does. He has a few band names, and uh, they're all like One awesome. of them is Issues, I think. He does yes. like a corn tribute, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He, what else does he have? He has a... Uh, the Red Hat Society. Red Hat Society. Okay. Uh, the Limp Bizkit uh, cover band. What a great name. Uh, awesome. And then there's uh, what, what's is the it other one? band? No, no, that's issues. No, no, no that's corn. Oh no, that's corn. I, I don't know. If oh, you had a... oh yeah, realign, which is the Godsmack. I know. Okay. I should know that. Right. I have a T-shirt of realign. Regardless, <laughs> this kid is talented. Check yes. him out. His name is Jon Snow. Check out any of those bands we just mentioned. But he is affixed to someone that we like, and her name is L. And L, I think, is our number one listener. Because yeah. she listens to every podcast. My brother might fight her to the death for that <laughs> yeah. title. But um, uh, she had mentioned that she is consistently emailing the podcast um, with critiques and notes and, and things like that. <laughs> critiques? Right. Critiques. Yeah. Critiques. How can you Boutiques. critique us? We're perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. What could you possibly have to say about um, us? Yeah. Also, like, like, yeah, let's give a shout out to Adam Farley. Adam Farley. Uh, friend of the show, listener of the yeah. show, and uh, I can't wait for him to listen to. I can't wait. Last him. episode, uh, because he's gonna, he's gonna probably leave. die yeah. laughing. Um, there's him, and then there's Mr. Matt Rinaldi, which we also have a tie to with uh, Mr. Jim Reynolds. Yes, um, uh, and Jim Reynolds and Adam have music on Spotify yes. together. Matt Rinaldi, another musician, he has a. Uh, I forget his band's name though. I forget. I don't even know his band's name. Yeah, he's a great guy. He, uh, right. he you will eventually see his um, his music on uh, when um, the Burden of Beauty comes out at some point. Um, but you can definitely gotta... check out the trailer. He's involved in that. Yeah. Um, but the the wonderful thing <laughs> that Matt Rinaldi reached out to me to was um, I I mentioned previously that Jim Reynolds did the um, he recorded him and his father recorded my band's first demo, Deacon Steve. So I told Matt about this, and apparently I was friends with Matt's brother um, for a very long time. Um, we traveled in the same crowds. We went to the same shows. And once he what? mentioned him, I was like, Jesus Christ, yes. I know, I, yeah. not only do I know your brother, I know him vividly. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, he reached out to Jim Reynolds, which would, Matt works with him, and he has the original copies of my band's demo. Wow. So I am un, I am beyond stoked to get in touch with him to get the yes. original files of my my wow. 2001 Deacon Steve bands yeah. um, tracks so I can't wait to get that and me and Rory are gonna get super drunk on Long Island Iced Teas and we're gonna mix this album together sure yeah we'll do that next week <laughs> yes we're going to have a Christmas tree up and we're going to open up all of our emails. Our email, our email presents. It's going okay. to be an unwrapping of emails next week. So why don't you, yeah, let's lead the episode with that and then we can do the frequels. Well, do you want to give the email in case other people want to go ahead and email us? Yeah. If you're a big loser and you just want to like reach out to us cause you don't have like loved ones and stuff, uh, you can reach out to oh. us as no, <laughs> 
Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, Frequelpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's okay if no one loves them. Yes. Who could? Uh, I don't know. You know what's... Oh, I think I lost my sound. I don't know what happened. Uh, you know what's funny is your sister has told me that she's listened to a couple episodes, and she knows your real laugh and my real laugh versus your fake laugh and my fake laugh. Uh-huh. And she says we consistently laugh, like, real laugh on this show. Yeah. Which I think is good catharsis oh. for us. I like that she's, like, noticed when we're not being real humans. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, I know when you're well, faking she, emotions. <laughs> which is to be fair, because she works with us. And how uh-huh. how uh-huh. often do you have uh-huh. to fake emotions here? I it was so Often. weird is like today every time I laughed my voice is kind of shot right but I realized when I try to laugh I have no laugh today I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's oh, that's good we'll enhance that yeah. enhance yeah it's it's like I can't do it so I scumbags can't. at home <laughs> listening um, if you want to be a part of our great big Christmas episode where we open up all of the emails we've ignored underneath the Christmas tree um, be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Stop dragging your feet. Grow yeah. up. Just write grow us an email. Up. Do the things you need go to on, do. Go on, go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us. Like us. Subscribe. Rate Give us, us a nice comment sometimes. Rate us. Rate our stuff. I would like to point out at this point, we are now at 10.30 p.m. We're about two hours and 18 minutes into the podcast. And Becca is fucking sleeping. She's passed out. Wow. She has given up on her Nintendo Switch. <laughs> she has given up on the episode. She has given up on Rory. She's given up on all of us. It was the jug of wine that did her in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but there's that. But I'm just happy she's here at this point. Me too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay, so. Let's draw on her face. <laughs> a little mustache. A mustache. All right, me and my boy have given our plugs. Do you have anything you want to plug? Ravenview Productions like is always that. a fun thing on the Facebook and the YouTube, and be expecting some fun stuff coming up soon. We got, I don't know if you said it because I wasn't listening to you guys talk. I just think about myself. Hey, I don't uh, blame fourth you. Fourth Cut Reviews, I know yes. that's a thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Will Perna. Has yeah. a band called Variant, Variant Seasons. Seasons. If you're not listening, then you're just as awful as I suspected. Yeah, give yeah. them a listen. They've got some music. If you like, like heavy music, it's so enjoyable. I would say nay. I would say if you like good music, check them out. Very actually, if anything, you want to listen to some like music that's recorded and produced better than stuff you probably listen to at home that it's like professionally done and it's all guys will blow yeah you away yeah these guys care about music they do they, care they about love music doing. and it comes yeah. through and everything that they do agreed yeah I so agree. uh will Pern, if you'd like to send me a bag of money for the compliments i'll take it i will not see any of it I you know won't I see a dime because my family is starving your family is starving and they will never no no they're not gonna see, see a dime of this ej and i have made more money off this podcast i can't imagine we have so much money between us that we'll never spend it all and you're still not getting a god you'll never dime. be able to light that fire in that fireplace buddy <laughs> yeah you know your christmas spirit you're gonna have to find it in christmas spirits so start drinking or i'll have to crack it open in a can in can That's form a joke that was yeah. good thank you yeah but i love that your family's starving yeah <laughs> Hey, you know what's cool? Christmas miracles do come true. I like that. Christmas no. wishes come true. But the only place they come true is here. On frequels. On frequels. Wait, let's do it again. Hold on, I ruined it. No, no, you're good. Go I ahead. ruined it. Let's try it again. Hold on. Pause. Let's say okay. uh, Christmas miracles do come true. But only on, on frequels.